Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Let me tell you a story. I am surrounded by people who attend services with the Philadelphia Church of God. I work with people who work for the church. My family also goes to the church. My friends go to this church, attend this church, are part of this church. And I have very few opportunities to speak with people who are not part of the PCG. Yet recently I had three opportunities to speak with people who are non-members. Now, the thing that's so unique about being around members of the PCG all the time is that they are 100% convinced of what they believe. They know what they believe and they know it is true. They know why they exist. They know the answers to the big questions. Now, even if you disagree with some of the things the PCG might say, don't you think it's pretty unique that there's a group of people that are so convinced that have such faith, people who move forward, not confused about every question of the day, who are not searching for answers because they already believe they have the answers. It's, it's a pretty unique experience to be around people like that all the time. That is basically my life. Now, these three opportunities I had to speak with people who are not part of the PCG were quite fascinating. Now, I don't know how this happened, but pretty big issues came up each time. I wasn't going around asking random people questions about Donald Trump or abortion or the existence of God. Yet these are the things that those people brought up to me. It just showed that people out there are wondering. They do want to know what is going on. The first conversation, a woman told me she believes Donald Trump is the worst person in the entire world. Now, this, this statement almost knocked me over. Regardless of what you think of Donald Trump, are there not worse people? Are there not murderers, rapists, and pedophiles out there? Are there not tyrants who execute their own people for no reason? It's just amazing that someone could make a statement like this. Donald Trump is the worst person 
in the whole world. Keep in mind, I did not bring up Donald Trump to this woman. <laughs> she started that conversation with me. How is it possible to believe that Donald Trump is the worst person out of the seven plus billion on the planet? How does a human mind get to that point? She was talking about the January 6th hearings, basically where the people who hate Donald Trump the most are having a show trial to try to prove that Donald Trump incited an insurrection. Meanwhile, he's on video multiple times on January 6th. 2021 telling people to be peaceful to march peacefully to the capitol to make their voices heard about the stolen election he was on twitter telling people to go home that was on video as well yet they deleted his account but where did he tell people to commit violence a story came out during those hearings that he, I believe, choked a secret security or a secret service member and took the wheel of the vehicle to drive back to the Capitol because they wouldn't listen to his commands. People hear ridiculous stories like that and instinctively believe them just because they hate Donald Trump so much. Are there not bigger issues than January 6th going on in America today? People really are getting distracted by January 6th. And even January 6th, the core of that is the stolen election. Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. That's just a fact. And yet so many people to this day deny it. You can get into every statistical anomaly of that election and every single one of them went Joe Biden's way somehow. It's just unbelievable. And we have seen with our own eyes hundreds of different ways that cheating occurred. And yet Donald Trump is the worst person in the entire world. The one who had the election stolen from him and told people to be peaceful. So that was the first conversation I had with someone not a part of the Philadelphia Church of God recently. Again, I had three such conversations. Donald Trump was the first topic. It was, it was civil and she quickly changed the subject when she realized she didn't have any actual <laughs> simple plain reasoning to back up her outlandish statement that Donald Trump is the worst person in the entire world. So we moved on and we talked about something else. The second conversation I had was with a guy who seemed confused by the abortion issue. There is a lot of propaganda out there. There are a lot of stories that come out, emotional stories that are meant to get people focused on 
the woman and how she is suffering, how she needs an abortion, how it is a human right, how without abortion, women will literally die. But obviously, if we're thinking rationally for one second, we know what the core of the abortion issue is. Is it a human life in there? Is the woman carrying and protecting a separate human being? Or is that little life form in there just a clump of cells? All the emotional stories in the world are completely irrelevant if we can't get to the core of the issue there is one side that says life begins at conception the other side says it is a woman's right to choose but the other side can't give a, an exact second a precise starting point of human life. You could ask a million different people who agree with abortion when life begins and you would get a million different answers. Just think about the holes in the logic there. If abortion is not snuffing out a human life, why do so many people who support abortion want restrictions? If it is not a human baby growing in that womb, why restrict abortion at all? Why not allow it even after the baby comes out? If it's not a human life, why not allow it up to two years old or allow it at any time? Why not just legalize murder in every form against any type of person of any age? At least be logically consistent about it. And yet people know, even if they don't know when life begins, most people realize it is evil to destroy a human life at least late on in the pregnancy nine months on or even six months on as that baby continues to grow, continues to look more like babies who have already been born. They use their own human reasoning to determine, okay, well, maybe this point in the pregnancy is too far along and we should limit it there. Okay, but what about the second before six months? Is it not a baby the second before six months when you want to restrict abortion? And then somehow at the exact six-month moment, that baby is now an actual baby? I mean, you could work backwards all the way to the point of conception, second by second, and say, okay, so you're telling me the baby isn't a baby at this precise second, but the next second it does become a baby? And it is not eligible to be murdered anymore in your mind. Just think about the logic there. I'm not even bringing up God and the Bible 
or or science. I mean, science is pretty clear. Life begins at conception. The nine-month countdown clock begins the exact moment of conception when the sperm and the egg combine. Clearly, the DNA of the two parents combines at that second. And before that, there is no countdown to birth. There are plenty of spiritual parallels, obviously, with uh, gestation and birth. And so we can, we can even know religiously that abortion is wrong. But here I was speaking to someone who naturally would disagree with abortion. And yet, it seems like he's been affected by these emotional stories. The stories that leftists put out to try to trick people. To get people focused on the woman who would be a single mother struggling to get by. Or a woman who wants a career and can't deal with the burden of a baby. Oh, oh, the heartache of the woman. Meanwhile, completely ignoring the fact that abortion is murder. If abortion is murder... Who cares about anything else? Are we just going to allow some people to legally commit murder? Why can't the rest of us do it too then? Why can't we just abort anyone we want? I mean, if we really take that belief to its logical conclusion, it's pretty sick. So I just felt bad for this guy who was so deeply confused about the question. I was talking to him and I didn't bring it up. He brought it up out of nowhere. <laughs> and it just shows again that people are searching for answers. People are so easily confused. I mean, out there, there are a million different belief systems, a million different ways to live life. And humans are trying to decide for themselves what is right and wrong. Humans are taking for themselves the knowledge of good and evil. Just like Adam and Eve did back at the Garden of Eden. They chose the wrong tree. They could have taken from the tree of life. They could have believed their creator, but they didn't. That is just how it goes. That is how humans in general live their lives. And it is confusing. They become deceived when they try to answer these tough questions on their own. Psalm 14, or actually, I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, but. That was my second conversation. So like I said at the beginning, I normally am surrounded by members of the Philadelphia Church of God. And regardless of what you think about the beliefs of that, those people, those people do have a way of life and a belief system that they are 100% convinced of. And they, they do not have questions. They do not go back and forth on these issues. 
They do not believe that Donald Trump is the worst person in the entire world. They do not waffle on the abortion issue and wonder which side is right. There is no room for confusion within the Philadelphia Church of God and this way of life that we live. Proverbs 14 verse 12 says, There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Wow. The ways of death. When we choose our own path, when we think we know better than God, it always leads to death. Now, that is literally true. Human life literally ends in death. No matter what. (laughs) That is part of the punishment on human beings because of Adam and Eve's choice. Who knows how it would have turned out otherwise. But we all live and then die. We are mortal. We can die. But also, there are plenty of other ways to die prematurely, making wrong decisions that lead to death even sooner than we would have died otherwise. The ways of man lead to death. That is an absolute fact. People out there are trying to prove for themselves, decide for themselves, what is right and what is wrong, and it leads to death. All right, the third conversation I had was with a person who does not believe that God exists. This was a really interesting conversation. And really, if you think about it, that is the most important question to answer in life. Does God exist? Think about everything that follows that question. If God exists, that means we were created by him. If God created us, perhaps he has a way that we should live. Maybe he wrote an instruction manual for us that would show us the right way. And would give us 100% faith and confidence in what we believe. Maybe all the people in the PCG have found that way. And maybe that's why they are not confused by every question of the day. Maybe God would have some laws for us to obey. Maybe he makes promises for us. And... There are conditions for us receiving those promises. A lot in life depends on answering this question, does God exist? I was speaking to someone who does not think God exists. And that's fine. People are allowed to come to their own conclusion on any question they want to. God gives us the freedom to choose. But just think about how few people actually definitively answer this question in life. The vast majority of us just grow up believing what we've always believed. 
if we went to church with our parents growing up, then we're just instinctively going to believe in God. If we grew up with parents who do not believe in God, well, that's probably going to be our belief too. How often do we really sit down and prove for ourselves with an open mind the answer to this question, does God exist? The, the answer to this question determines the entire course of our lives. If God exists, then he probably has a path for us to follow. If God doesn't exist, then we decide. It's completely up to us which way we go. But again, God tells us the end of our own ways is death. Doesn't, doesn't that jolt us a little bit? Shouldn't we want to prove whether God exists and whether that statement is true? Do we really want to go the way of death with no hope after this life? We have an incredible booklet. Does God exist? Available to you for free at thetrumpet.com. This is the most important question for us to answer. Now back to uh, Psalm 14. I almost read that earlier. Here, here, here's what it says in Psalm 14, verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. All right. God in the Bible is challenging us. He is calling us fools if we deny his existence. Wow. Do we want to be fools? <laughs> Do we want to be insulted like this? Shouldn't we determine for real whether God exists before we decide that he doesn't? The conversation I had with this guy who doesn't believe God exists was interesting because he said he doesn't know for sure whether God exists. And then he said, no one else knows either. That's what I've noticed about agnostic and atheist people. They not only want to be unsure on this question, but they also want everyone else to feel the same way. They feel like if if I can't understand whether God exists, then you can't either. None of us can. We're all confused. And I said, well, I'm not confused. I know for a 100% chance that God exists. You don't even have to look in the Bible to prove that. Just look around at creation. Can, can all of this intelligent design really be random? What happens during an explosion usually? Is it destruction and death and chaos? Or does a planet like this one somehow result from a big bang? Just think about it. Where does life come from? Life can only come from other life. It doesn't come from nowhere. So when you trace back to the beginning of all creation... 
of the entire universe? Where did it come from? We are alive. Where did we come from? How did, how did we somehow begin to exist and begin to grow and develop so we could create and build and design ourselves? Where did our ability to build and design come from? So many questions, but it all starts with, does God exist? Even those other two people who were confused about Donald Trump and about abortion, who I was talking to, wouldn't it benefit them to prove that God exists? To have that foundation of all knowledge stable and anchoring their lives I really encourage you to study this booklet, Does God Exist? In it, the late educator Herbert W. Armstrong proves from a non-religious perspective that God does indeed exist. Mr. Armstrong had to prove it for himself. He had an open mind on this. He didn't care either way which conclusion he came to. He just wanted to know the truth. Does God exist or does he not? And then I will live my life accordingly. There is proof in science itself, out in the universe, through everything that science has discovered that God exists. There is proof from simple logic that God exists. But you need to prove it for yourself. And you can. Go to thetrumpet.com. Prove that God exists. You don't want to be confused. Don't you want to be like people I mentioned earlier who are convinced by what they believe, who have peace of mind because they know the truth? They're not questioning everything, unsure of everything, deciding for themselves what is right and wrong, which only leads to death. They already know. So go ahead and study, does God exist? Remove these questions from your life. Answer these questions and you will be satisfied. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.